All right. Good evening, ladies. Good evening. So we're on to the uh, next part of Chassidus. We're still in the, in the middle of Perak Yutes. We discussed um, the past couple times about Chassidus, indeed, piety in action. That piety in action applies to both our relationship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Hashem, to our Father in Heaven, how we act, do we... Do we do we invest in the relationship? Do we want to do things because we love it and we want to do it the right way in the best way? Or are we just trying to fulfill a, a, an obligation uh, but we're not really interested in doing things any more than I have to? Rabbi, tell me the bare minimum, the necessities. I really, you know, like, I, I, just somebody today, um, uh, actually one of the Kolo people, I think they're doing their first wedding, so I teach Monday in Meira, so they asked they can meet me to discuss how to do a wedding. Uh, so we're talking about weddings and like what you should say to the chassan in college, to the group of bride before they get married. Right? Yeah, part of part of the responsibility of somebody who marries somebody off. I, 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 if I ever, I would never uh, marry somebody off. I got asked a couple of times to do this. Like Israelis, just come do the wedding. I don't do that. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> I've never, I've married off a lot of people, no, ever, no divorces, thank God. Uh, you know, I, nothing, nothing of that sort. And, and again, there's no guarantees in anything in life. But I do believe that anyone who marries somebody off better take responsibility to stay for the wedding, to prepare the chassan and kala, to speak to them beforehand, not just to walk into a hall somewhere, go, and that's it. Uh, uh-uh. So at the end of the day, so I was telling him what you have to say. So can you imagine that you would tell the, tell the chassan and the kala, well, tell her you'll do the bare necessities. Or tell him, like, if you're, if you're talking about a marriage, like, I'll, I'll do what I have to. Marriage is all about not doing what you have to. The ksuba is a bare, is a bare minimum. It's not the, 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 the floor. It's not the ceiling. It's the floor. And if you're looking at that floor as what you're doing in marriage, that's really uh, not a good thing. So when, you, when you're talking about marriage to Kodesh Baruch Hu, we want to do the most we can. Again, at the levels we're comfortable with, slowly but surely, happily, happily, which we'll, we'll get to a little bit today, hopefully. Um, but that's how you live it. That's how Jewish life. I, I would, I, I, I've mentioned this before that I had been, I have been in homes where I, I feel the, the, the marriage and it's unhealthy. It's like, you're doing what you can. I've been actually in shoals where the marriage between the rabbi and the congregation is unhealthy. I, you, you go to... Uh, you, actually, I'm just writing a, a thank you letter to Dr. Goldwasser who visited here. So he told me, he said one thing, you know, one thing he said when his trip in early Elul, he said he felt very positive energy here. He's a psychologist, and he says he very often is in places to reconcile. And he said it was amazing how positive the energy was in the shul. Like, that was his, his ma- one of his major observations. I mean, I know for many years. Um, so you don't want to have a place where you're doing everything out of... I mean, as I said, like, I can't imagine being in a, in, in a relationship where it was, well, I have to do, I'm stuck. And Yiddishkeit, Judaism, if that's your Yiddishkeit, that's sad, right? That's like, well, how can I get out of this, Rabbi? Let me out of the bear. Again, we all have things which, we, which are too much for all of us. And we have to know what those are, but as a general rule, you want to be, it should be geschmack. What's geschmack? You know, what's geschmack? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? 
Joyfully, happily. Geschmack, it's like, it's, it's, it can't be translated. It's like, uh, it's like, Geschmack, uh, it's just like, it's the way it should be. I, it's like, I don't think, I, I can't even, it, it's an untranslatable book, but those are good, those are good start, starting words. Uh, the other area of Chassidus, which you mentioned in the past couple of weeks, was between Ben Adam Lechavero, and that really is looking at the world of how we could better people, how we could help people. When I said on Shabbos, even though I mentioned it was not, the, the gist of my drasha on Shabbos was about and that, that elusive chen, that, that mitzvah, which Orachim says there are three or four mitzvahs, that I call the Sefer Charedim, the Sefer Chassidim, they both said that chen comes from, where does chen come from? What is, how do you get chen? The connection to Noach? Yeah. What did Noach do? He stayed. He was Noach. He was tranquil, right? right. He was Manuka He was able to deal, right? Asher, Abshar, Kachaloi. He's able to deal in every situation. He also did the bare minimum. Huh? He also didn't do more than he needed to, more than he could have done. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Different than a conversation for a different time. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. Uh, no, no. He's, actually, he was always calm in situation. Right. But one thing that I mentioned in the beginning, the one criticism of Noach, was he didn't do sufficient right. outreach. And even though he did, as the Soporno says, he didn't, that's in one area. But that was the area that if you don't care enough about Hashem's children, the Soporno said this. Soporno, whatever you want to say, it's Soporno, Soporno. So, um, different ways people said. So, the, 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 if you don't care enough about Hashem's children, Hashem's not going to save your children, right? If that's not, not so important to you that, that Jews are around the world, or in Noah's situation, the people are walking godless. No Hashem. No, no, no spirituality. You know, again, you can't choose for people. I'm telling you, I long ago as a rabbi, I, I try to help people. There have been situations in my life where I learned this. You cannot choose for people. I, I will, somebody asks me advice, I will give advice. I, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I often... Often, more often than not, I think I'm right. And not because of me. I think it's terrorists. Any, any, anyone who is connected, that could be right. And I've seen people make terrible, terrible errors, and I just can't prevent it. <laughs> I just can't prevent it. You know, you, you can tell them, you can't, you can't choose, but you've got to try, do your best to, to, to help people choose. And our duty is really, you know, you can't choose people to believe in God. But you can help them. You can present them and certainly should and must pray for them. Right? And that applies to all types of people. It applies to outreach to, to Jews, to, to sanctifying God's uh, name in this world. I was a little annoyed yesterday. There was an article. I don't know if anyone saw this in the New York Times. I, I, don't, I, I don't get the Times. I don't look for the Times. But I get sent these articles sometimes. This article I got sent. It was an article about by some Christian pastor's son in living New York. We're up in Times about God in the public sphere. Like, people don't speak about God today. It was a very, it was a little bit Christian, but really benign, and I thought a well-written article, I think something we'd probably all agree with if it would be a Jew writing it. It talks about people where it was like compassion and kindness and modesty, the use in language. He, they had a, a, a group who go through tens of thousands of articles, books, to go through this as precipitously went down. Right? And the, what that means in society that people don't talk about. Can you imagine talking about modesty in the tech companies? Right? Even, even, you know, 
Um, being kind is not a word that people use, except in certain circumstances. Like a lot of these things. So the comments, they had to shut the comments within 24 hours. There was the New York Times. They were so anti-religious. You cannot. I mean, you can imagine living in the Bay Area. We don't need religion. We don't. You religious people. We don't want to talk about God. I mean, they were like so outrageously terrible. I think to myself, shame, Rishamayim. I mean, again, I don't, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not going to be an advocate for a false religion over here. But it's, a, it's better people to believe in God than to not believe in any God. That's halakhically better. That's a Jewish perspective. It's safer for us for people to believe in God. A world without Hashem is a terrible world. Um, but I was so bothered after seeing this. I was going on my daily walk to Shul. And I was, I was going down some DMs. It was... After what's was after St. Francis, and it was between St. Francis and Santa Eden. So what's that block? One of the other, one of those other blocks. Gabriel, Gabriel right? Yeah. I was on Gabriel, uh, and I was swinging around, and a guy says to me, "How are you doing today?" I said, "Amazing." He said, "You're amazing." I said, "I'm amazing." So that's you know, I, it's a, you know, uh, I speak to very very rarely, so I feel like a guy I'm close with. So it's a great day. Happy amazing weather. No, could you? Can, are you like, like blown away? Isn't it blown like compared to that steamy Arizona? Well, it's supposed to be nice in Phoenix right now. But, but no, I'm just talking about Sakakol. In general, it's like it's in a no comparison. So I'm like walking. It was a great day, uh, you know. Except for that article, is I was doing well. And I said to this guy, "Amazing!" this guy was out there mowing his lawn with shorts and shoes. Uh, that's it. No, nothing else. I mean, like, like you know. In his 60s, you know, it's, you know uh, so yeah, I think he's a little bit uncomfortable with me. So he's like, you know, rabbi, you know. Uh, basically, my doctor told me I need to get vitamin D, so that's why I'm without that shirt. It's not a Jewish guy. So he, he tells me this. So what do they say? For a woman I know who's like talked about her blood panel, though, has said she's been vitamin D deficient. Yes. No matter how much time right. she spends in this, uh, it's like it's our. Right. It's a problem. I I, I watch supplement and I go for my walk. Feel guilty a little bit. Maybe. No, it's good, right? So I, but I was like annoyed at that article. Like I'm seeing God's field. So I said to him, "Oh, it's really good to take care of your body, but don't forget you have to take care of your soul also." I, and uh, I told him, "You got to take care of your soul, just like you're worried about your vitamin D. You better be worried about your soul." He's like, "Rabbi, you're, you know, you're right. <laughs> you know, absolutely." You know, but yeah, I can see he's, he's a warmer mensch. Uh, yeah, but I wish that message would get out there, right? You wish we need to get that message out there. You know, we, we need physical trainers. We need spiritual trainers, right? You need people, personal trainers in, in all directions. Happens to be it's a mitzvah to take care of your body. But what's the mitzvah to take care of your body? What does it say in the Torah? Essentially, what does it say? What's the mitzvah? What is the mitzvah in the Torah to take care of your physical body? Keep going. You should guard your soul tremendously. You know why you take care of your body? Because your body is a receptacle for your soul. Right? That's why it's important to your body. It's not important to your body so you can go like this. I don't want to make anyone jealous. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to you know, show it off too much. But like, you know, you go like this. And you go like this. And you know, something like that. Or... Right. I, I'm, okay, I'll stop now. Right. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's not why you take care of your body. You take care of your body because your body is a, is is the soul. And as if you're if you're unhealthy and you're sickly, you can't serve God correctly. And the Hasidim, I've said this before. Hasidim have a great line. It's, 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 it's the Torah says, "Brachis bar lo kinas shemayim esaretz." 
It's a voracious first bara. You got to be healthy. And then Elohim, then you can serve God. Because if you're sick in bed, you can't come to davening. You can't come to a Malirai class. You can't, you can't do a lot of things in life. You're not, it affects your moods. It affects a lot of things. You want to be healthy. Right? So it's very important to care about it. But the reason why it's important to care about it is because you have a soul. And that's a message that we got to get out to the world. Doesn't mean to be like a Meshuggah missionary and like in, in New York, like the world, end of the world is coming, or like with verses. It means, it means to care enough about people, certainly amongst the Jewish people, to think how you can sanctify names, how you can positively influence people in a positive way, not in a nagging way. Not so easy, right? And, and different people are more receptive. Some people are very unreceptive. But you know what? There are plenty of people plenty that you can give them a shot. You know, you see some, there's lots of people in the world, right? And people who, this I say to all of you, anyone who has a relative who is not Shemr Tur Mitzvah, anyone, whether it's a, a parent, child, brother, sister, in-laws, your obligation is to daven for them. Even if you cannot uh, do much for them certainly is obligation is to daven. That's what it means to be a chassid. To look what I can do from others. That includes relatives, that includes friends, that includes the people you cross in the street. You know, the whole world history changed. The entire world history changes. I spoke about this a few years ago when Yosef sees two people in jail and says, why do you like look gloomy today? Right? The entire world history changes because of that conversation of Yosef in a jail. Like, you know what? You know why people look gloomy in jail? Because they're in jail. Right? You know what jail was like? It's not like these California liberal jails, right? It's not like they have gourmet courses in those days. They didn't get sun, they didn't get food, they were in pits, they didn't shave. You know, Yosef came out of there, they had to give him a haircut. He was the head of the prison and he was unshaven, right? They hadn't given a haircut in 10 years. I'm not going to say how he may have looked, right? right? But that's what it was meant to be in jail. But you know, he cared enough about other people to say, wow, you guys look sullen today, you look down today. A chassid looks every relationship. How could I make the world a better place? How could I positively uh, do it? And that's, those are, that's the, the chassidus and deeds. Now, picks up the Ramchal, how you do it. How you do it. How you do it. This too, there's two separate ways, concepts. But under these two general concepts, which we'll get to, Nichlam Pratim Rabin, there are many, many details included. Ushnaim Harashim, but the two primary concepts of Chasidis, of piety, are Hayira, is fear of Hashem, Ra'ava, and love of Hashem. These are Shnei Amudi Avoida Amitis. These are the two pillars of genuine service of Akarish Baruch of Hashem. Shuzulasam, Loitikun Klal. Without them, you will not. Um, your, your service of Akarish Baruch Hu, uh, will not be will not be established correctly at all, right? So the the two major ways to serve Hashem, but with fear of Hashem, and actually, you know, we'll discuss fear now. But fear of Hashem, healthy fear of Hashem, and love of Hashem. So fear comes first. When we talk about fear of God, okay. There's a certain amount of submissiveness before Hashem. And there's Habayshes. There's a few things. which We're going to break it down. Habayshes, be care of Alvadaso, and a certain bashfulness 
when you're serving Hashem. And the honor that you do it, the honor that you do it. Now, you know, they, they had uh, Rabbi Vadia, the, the, the Shiran and Ohad Baruch, they did this, the Shashan. You should have seen the Swar when Rabbi Vadia was alive. I mean, you look at the Chabad Chassin trade of the Rebbe. I mean, they were, they were, they were machnia, right? Not because they had to, they were so in awe of their teacher, right? A human being. Uh, you can't imagine with the, the Satmar to Satmar, the Talmidim, the students of Meisha Feinstein or Rabban and Kaller. You can't imagine. I said this story once with Meisha Shapiro and Rabbi Kiva Tati. Remember that story I said? You remember that story? I'll say it again. It's amazing. So I was there. I saw it with my own eyes. Um, actually, I had a meeting to speak to Meisha Shapiro. Meisha Shapiro was the, 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 the Rebbe of many, many of the, of the famous speakers today. And all, most of the, sem- many of the seminary teachers, many of the People thought he was the, the biggest uh, bucky in the Maharal, the works of the Maharal. He was a, a well-versed in many of the Ramchal, Sifrei Kabbalah, he was a tremendous Talmudist as well. So Rebbe Tatz's Rebbe was a Meisha Shapiro. And Rebbe Tatz was in London. I was learning the Mir Shivon. I was coming to speak to Rebbe Hartman, who was here a couple years ago. He's a student of Rebbe Shapiro. Uh, so I was waiting to speak to Ramesha. He used to give a sheer Thursday nights in Or Sameach. Not to Or Sameach, but it was in the building. It was to a very advanced crowd, and people can crash. I crashed. I was, I was younger. I was in the Mary Shiva. Um, I would go for, I went for a while, and I made an appointment to speak to him after the sheer. And it was in the winter. And we walked down from where the sheer was to where Ramesha's office was, and I was going to meet with him in his office. And it was me, she, Jonathan Rosenblum, who is today a famous author. Uh, who I'm pretty good friends with, and um, a few, like three, three more other people, and and I actually the two points with myself and Jonathan Rosenblum, Jonathan Rosenblum, Jonathan Rosenblum is an author. He put out many of the art school biographies. He has a weekly uh, column in Mishpacha magazine for many years. He had a, a weekly column in Jerusalem Post. Uh, so Rabbi Tatz comes out and he wants that he's been to Ramesha. And Ramesha stops and says, oh, I forgot my scarf. Okay, forgot my scarf. So Ritat says, can I get it? It's upstairs. He left it upstairs. She says, no, I'll get it. So Ritat says, please. So she says, no, I'll, I'll get it. So Ritat says, please. I'm trying to watch this. And these guys, I don't know, Ritat's my time's been 50 years old at the time, 45, 50. He's an accomplished person, wrote a few books, was a Russian in London. And I said, no, I'll get it. Without, I, I'm saying this is recorded, without exaggeration, he went, bowed, came out on his knees, like bent down, please! So let's just go. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I was like floored. I couldn't believe, I was, like, I was maybe 22, 23. I couldn't believe that an adult who is so accomplished, I get, but like that, that's what it means to be humble in front of a human being. Can you imagine what it means in front of Hashem? <laughs> in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if you're truly in awe of Hashem, that's, that, you're truly in awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're truly in awe. I once, I once heard of Don Segal, who was, was one of the great uh, mashkichim in Eretz, in Eretz Yisrael. So he said, quoting one of his teachers, who saw the following thing, that Baruch Ber Leibovich, Baruch Ber was one of the greatest scholars. Uh, people study his works in yeshivas today around the world. Baruch Ber. He was the, the, one of the greatest students of Reb Chaim Salavich, like a huge Tamach Acham. And he, he was... 
his old his contemporary, who is considered the greatest person in the generation. Does anyone have any idea his name is? Well, if you guess the Chavetz Chaim, we'd be close because the Chavetz Chaim it was two great the two greatest sages was Chavetz Chaim and Chaim Ozer Gudinsky. Chaim Ozer was a Rav of Vilna until World War II. He died in the beginning of the war when the Russians were still were still were still in charge. They had split Poland. The Russians, it was a few months before the Germans came into the, that part of Poland, Lithuania. And Chaim Ezer was the greatest sage of the generation. And Rebarak Bear was the same age. And he was this huge Rosh Hashiva. And when Chaim Ezer, he said, Shalom Aleichem Baruch Bear, they, they bumped into it like, like the, 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 two years before the war. And Rebarak Bear is Shalom Aleichem Rebbe. Like this. It just... Like, you know, like today, people, can you imagine in politics someone doing that today? Think, honestly, think of two politicians. Shalom Aleichem. No, no, we think they'd do that. I'm not talking about Donald Trump's the world. I'm talking about anyone. Could you imagine anyone, any politician, looking at someone who the usually accomplished person like this? Shalom Aleichem. Complete hachna. Complete humility. These are in front of human beings. The chasm between a human being and Hashem is, is, is infinite. But they were able to realize greatness. A person is true hero. It means you have to think about Akash Barucho, which we'll get to. Achna, Baishas, a certain amount of shame and bashfulness when you're coming to serve somebody. Who am I? What am I to do this? It means you have to be truly in awe of Hashem to get to this. I know it sounds a bit lofty. We'll get to this in a second. Uh, and, and proper covered. Not coming to do Hashem's work. I'm going to walk in. You know, for, with a lady like in my in my work clothes and all sweaty, I'm going to go daven, I'm going to do whatever. You know, again, I'm not saying there's there are halachas. I'm not getting into that right now. But come on, Shabbos. You know, yeah, I can, yeah, I can dress, I can do things haphazardly, or a certain amount of covet. I'm doing a mitzvah. I'm doing I'm doing something. It should be proper. Serving our Kaddish Baruch I'm serving Hashem. Uvechlal, uvechlal, ha'ab. That's the three basic components of. of Avira, and in, in Ahava there are other things like which we're going to get to and discuss simcha joy. Oh, you have to be freilich. What is freilich? Come on, you know this. You're freilich and purim. See, I knew you knew this. It's in the Tehran Times, right? You know who's not freilich, by the way? Khomeini. You ever see the guy smile? He's not a happy person. Like, every time the guy looks like a looks like looks like, like a pit bull, um, right? Uvechlala avas simcha. You have to be happy. A, a, a true Torah Jews are happy people. I, I've said this many times. We'll get this when we get. We're not probably a few weeks off until we get to simcha. A Jew who's not the simcha, something is off. It cannot be that you're the luckiest person in the world serving Hashem and you're not happy. Kenish Zion, It cannot be. Ayid, who serves Hashem, is happy. Ayid, who serves Hashem, is happy. How, how are you not happy? How lucky you are to be, you want, you're a billionaire. Mr. Sadovsky, you're a billionaire. You know that, by the way. Of course. Of course. You have to be happy. A yeah. billionaire. Uh, 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 Mr. Shek? That's not what Citibank told me when I was talking to their branch bank. you got to speak to Hashem's <laughs> bank. You're going to the wrong bank. Your money is worth a lot more than any city bank. Right? I mean, this is a serious thing. 
we're billionaires. We're happy. We're the luckiest people in the entire world. So if you're not happy, it means you don't love Hashem. You don't realize how amazing what it means to be how, how lucky we are. We are the luckiest. Our portion is so amazing. Um, and, and also love Hashem is to, to cling to Hashem. Again, a lot of the metaphors, which not me, the Nevi'im, the prophets, actual in prophecy, and certainly the Sifrei Kabbalah stresses like a relationship between husband and wife. If you're not clinging to your spouse, <laughs> it means something in the there's a dysfunction there, right? And the same thing with Hashem. You, you, a healthy relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu is you want to cling to Hashem. Clinging to something. It sounds like a few things at once, actually. But there's, I definitely heard some screams. Maybe it's a... Uh, they scream and we scream. Uh, we scream, uh, we, right? So at the end of the day, you want to cling to HaKadosh Baruch Now Again, what does that mean? You, you means you want to... When you love someone, you want, you want as much of them as possible. You want as close a connection to them uh, as possible. Okay. Um, and somebody who loves somebody, if you love your husband and someone bad mouths your husband, you love your kids, someone bad mouths, you have kina. Now, kina, we'll get to also, is important. It can be abused and it can be the right way. Right? Kina means you stand up for Hakadish Baruch Hu. If you, somebody, you see somebody breaking his law, it bothers you. You love somebody and they're trampling on it, right? It bothers you. It bothers you. The chil Hashem, a person who loves Hashem, chil Hashem bothers them. Not not just the people. It bothers them. Now, how you deal with chil Hashem? Okay, there's healthy ways or relatively healthy ways, and there's not so. But it should bother a person, right? If 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 you see somebody you love being beat up or trampled upon, it should bother you. And if you see how Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah trampled upon, Mamish trampled upon, it should bother you. That's what it means to love Hashem. Part of love Hashem is that you're bothered when your loved one is hurt. Right? Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't get hurt, but his name is Malakol Aretz The whole purpose, we say, every day, that we're supposed to have Hashem's name in the entire world, and people can step on Hashem's name, desecrate Kaddish Baruch Hu's name, it should bother us. Right? That's what it means to be kidding. All of these things, we will elaborate and elucidate in the weeks ahead. Not just tonight. It's, this is, is going to take a, a few weeks uh, to get through. Not next week. So we will take a, 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 at least a couple, a few weeks. So now, Ikra Yira, starting with fear. Ikra Yira Yira Saram is the principal fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hashem is fear of His exaltedness. A person is so awed, so in awe of the greatness the absolute greatness of Hashem. You're in front of Melech Malche Hamlachim Hakadosh Baruch You're davening to God. You're supposed to be aware of that. In fact, one of the prerequisites for Tefillah, which the Rambam brings out, this is very important, by the way, in Halacha Shacharach Paskin this way, is that when you daven in order to fulfill your obligation of Shmona Esrei, you need to know who you're standing in front of. Okay, All right, there's two 
basic obligations. One is pure shamilim, what the words you're saying, especially the first bracha of Shmona Esrei. If you do not know what you're saying in the first bracha of Shmona Esrei, you do not fulfill the obligation. The other major obligation in Shmona Esrei, the Ramam says, is to know in front of who. Da lefnei miyata oimed. You ever seen a shoulder that says, Da lefnei miyata oimed, know in who front of who you're saying. Person in front of Hashem. You know what that means? When you know you daven with that realization, what an under, what a different davening that is, to be cognizant that you're in front of Hashem, to be in awe if you're in front of Hashem. I once was speaking to him, he brings this book, but I personally spoke to him about this. Harav uh, Hatzadik Volbov, Shlomo Volbov Zatzal was one of the great people of Machshava. Two works called Ali Shor, which are staples of. Jewish ethics, studying yeshivas. He would lecture in the mirror every other week when I was there many years ago. He passed away in, I think, 2004. 2004, I believe he passed away. So, um, so he told me that before he died in Rishon right? he, he would he would think about Kriya Samsov, he would think about like, he would think about Chazal, like, he would think about how could he connect to Hashem to imagine Hashem's greatness. He didn't just start. Before he started Shmonesra, he stopped as he was back out and started thinking about the Jewish people crossing Amsa, what it meant to be Sinai, and three million people are seeing and hearing God, whatever that can mean. He thought about a Kaddish Barcha because you need to be in awe. Yerush Harayim is being in awe of God's great world. We feel like a little kid in front of this huge, amazing, infinite wonder of, uh, of Hashem's world. Let alone Hashem. We, God, we can't even begin to understand. But you can see Hashem's world. You can imagine how great Akash Baruch is. From a microscope to a telescope, from the, the you know, I, 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 I taught the 11th. Did you get to do an update today in 11th, 12th grade? No. You're missing out on all the details. She doesn't like to share. She doesn't like to share. Jewish history, she has to share. No, but on a serious note, you know, Jewish history, to me, I see Hashem. Okay? When I did my Jewish history series, my point is to show you how HaKadosh Baruch Hu watches over the Jewish people. Besides the fact that if you don't know Jewish history, you don't understand yourself, which is one of the... <laughs> it's, I cannot understand people who never heard of Tachvatat or Chalmanitsky or the major battles Jews had against the Karaites or... And to be ignorant of that it's not to know who you are I mean it's just like it's so crazy to me but, but really also to see how Hashem watches other Jewish people in Jewish history I mean to, you know you can't know a Russian Jew if you don't know the whole history not just of the communist revolution but how what happened to the Jews in Russia in the 19th century which started Zionism which started largely Zionism certainly labor Zionism which started the Bund of Socialism which pretty much changed Russia completely which, which started American the major America Jewish community was because of it. in 1881 the Tsar was killed and there was mass pogroms and millions of Jews left. I mean, there's just so much you need to know. You don't know that. I mean, how do you understand what it means to be to we're in the world we're in today? If you don't know the history of reform, which is what we just did in, in 12th grade, not 11th grade, then you can't understand what reformed Jews, where they come from. Now, if you don't know Kaufman Kaller, Isaac Mayer Weiss, David Einhorn, and all the rest of those clowns who built reform in America and destroyed millions of lives and whose descendants, like the Schlesingers who own the New York Times, are Gaim, then you understand a lot of what goes on in America today. Because you need to know what the Pittsburgh platform was in 1885 and what happened in Charleston in 1850. Because you know why? 
it affects what happens in San Jose in San Jose in San Francisco in 2018, right? It does. But those things are still playing out in the day, in the world that we live in today, right? It's not like they just happened and disappeared and it doesn't affect everything around us. It's a play out of things that happened years before, years and years before. So you need to know that to know who you are, but you also need to know that to be in awe of Hashem. <laughs> like, if, if you don't understand how millions of Jews are living in the land of Israel, walking in the same place that would be Kiva and Hillel and King David walked upon after the exile of, of 2000, if you, can, if you can't imagine what it means to be Jews to have independence in Israel today, that, that, they, that, that at the only time in his, I mean, you can, you can see Hashem, it's amazing. If you look at the, the Nevi'im and the prophecies and, and, and the world we have today, you'll be small in number, you'll be in light to nations, everything happens. Like, there's not... It's not one thing. The Torah doesn't happen. Just Mashiach hasn't happened yet, which will happen soon to Hashem. Right? But you, you, you're gonna, a person has to be in awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, so, Tzarek, so the more you think about it and do a mitzvah, you know, you're, you're doing a mitzvah, wow, I'm shaking a love in front of Hashem. I'm keeping Shabbos, I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging HaKadosh Baruch Hu stopped and created, uh, and created, created the world. Or, or, or a person's cognizant, uh, and he's serving Hakadosh Baruch Hu, who, who is the King of Kings. That's what means Yisrael, and that's what the Tana. This is uh, 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 this is what the, the Gemara says. Uh, it's actually Rabbi Eliezer. Who is Rabbi Eliezer? Anyone know? Who Rabbi Eliezer? That Hercules' student was. No, Rabbi Akiva. He was one of the Rabbi Rabbi Akiva. So Eliezer and Hercules said, "Ushat Hamispalel," when you David. No in front of who you're davening. It's a different davening. It's a different prayer. When you sit there and you think, I'm in front of Hashem. When you say the opening words, Hashem Svasai Tiftach, you, you, you actually even ask, what does Hashem Svasai Tiftach mean? Let me pray to you correctly, because we were in such awe. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Hashem Svasai Tiftach, I should daven to you correctly. The person is in such awe, we're worried that we're going to mess up. In front of Hashem, um, it's a different awareness. That awareness prays differently. Uh, do you think this comes naturally? What do you think? Huh? What? Okay, so I'm just this. The whole thing of you have to be fearful. You have to be in awe. You have to be happy. But it's a whole. Some of those fight against each other. Oh, you're asking, well, you know, my, my brother-in-law, when I was in Lakewood, this, 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 you know, I feel I'm, I'm old. Ladies, I'm old. Please. How old am I? I'm old enough. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. I look young, but I'm really old. Right? So it's, it's amazing. My, 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 I remember my brother-in-law, when I was my first year of marriage, he was walking with me. It was in yeshiva, in a yeshiva called Darkhitar in Farakoi in high school. This, my, what's amazing, the reason I'm old, this brother-in-law today is a Rebbe in Brooklyn. He lives in Lakewood, travels in Brooklyn to, to teach. I'm like, this kid's teaching now. He's a Rebbe in 11th grade. And this is a boy who, when he was, in, I think, in 11th grade, he asked me this question, or 10th grade asked me this question. He said, his Rebbe, he said, he told me, that actually, no, he said, a science teacher in the school was a Jewish guy, but he said, he can't believe in God. So why can't he believe in God? Because God says, be happy and fear at the same time. How can you do both? He couldn't understand that. Right? I so, you can. It's just, it's a motivation. Like sometimes, if you're happy and feeling good, it's hard to be motivated. It, it takes a lot So I want to understand something. It, obviously, it means there's a, there's a time and place for everything. There's Tisha B'Av is different than Purim, right? <laughs> okay? If you're, if you, 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 Tisha B'Av is different than Purim. 
Right, Purim is different than Yom Kippur. Pesach is different. Than, I mean, there's differences. So there are times we at a funeral, somebody's dancing. Aha, Ashrenu, it's you're wrong, right? And if you're and if you're mourning, right, at Hachnas Sefer Torah, you're out of your mind. Cry for the base of Mikdash. Good thing I cry for the base of Mikdash. But you're at Hachnas Sefer Torah. You know, everyone knows Sefer Torah. When our Sefer Torah comes out, it, so part of the answer is it's different times, but but it also shows the greatness of a Jewish soul. And that is that we're able to have a multifaceted relationship. It's not one-dimensional. Right. We'll get to more. I don't know if you'll be, you'll be marrying off your son at a certain point. But we will get to... Uh, right, so uh, you can... We'll, we'll, she'll live-tune it to you. Right. Uh, but we will get, we will get to it. Uh, but that's a good question. Like, but, but part of it is that there are... We just read Kohelis on Sukkot, right? A, is, there's a time for this and a time for this. Supposedly some... Some band saying this in the 1920s uh, with the, with the hippies in the 1920s, at, uh, and a magazine called Newsweek, Newsweek used it as their advertisement. So, uh, um, not bad, right? Uh, right. So, um, so a time for this. A time, there's a time for things. There are certain times where we're supposed to, but also we are supposed to have a multifaceted relationship. So, when but when you're davening, it's all. That is, it's. It, it, I mean, it, it's all. You can also be the same. Eh? How lucky I am to daven in front of Hashem. That's also a good feeling to have. To have, but the ultimate feeling, the overarching feeling, is off. Um, I just want to start one thing, and then we'll get to the, the next. Uh, pick up next week, but but what's what's it doesn't happen. It's not like it, it's like you push a button and okay, we all know that, right? It's like. To, oh, all right, time to go to Shemona Esri. Oh, all right. That's not how it goes. Vinei Shlosha Devarim, you have to think about three things. In order, Shistaka uh, Adam, to contemplate and to cogitate in order to come to this awe. Kesha Gies, Zasira. Ha'echad, one thing when you're davening, you need to know, Shumamish Lefnei Haborei Spoch Shemo, you're literally davening in front of Hashem. The halacha says you cannot walk in front of a person who's davening. It's not just because you disturb them, because the shechina is there. Right? You are talking to Hashem. Obviously, we don't see God. Now, this is very difficult to, to visualize. Because you can't see. You know... Um, if, if you don't see something, it's harder to, to feel it. A person who's a sound intellect, with a little bit of contemplation, and focus, you can uh, plant in your heart the, the truth of the matter. Um, how uh, um, how you can really communicate with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Lefun of whom is chanan, muvakish, and you're asking and praying to Hashem. We spark Shmuel Mazen. I'm actually that Hashem hears every prayer, every and every little bit of extra kavana and effort makes a difference. Just like you speak to a friend, you speak to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The more you are cognizant that a the power of prayer and b that you're literally in front of Hashem, the more you'll be in awe because a person who's in general of Hashem, you can bring it into that moment if, you're, if you have that relationship. You have that awe of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But it takes thought. Like I said, Revolvo, before he, when he would back up, 
he believed in Hashem, by the way, but he was a very righteous Jew, very pious person. But every time he'd have a he would back up and think about Kriya Samsuf and think about who he's davening to. Right? It's a different Shmona Esrei. He would prepare himself. Actually, the Talmud says that the Hasidim are him that in the old days there were people that were before they would daven, they would spend an hour sitting there and contemplating Hashem, then daven for an hour, and then they cool off for an hour, nine hours a day. They come and ask, how do they make a living? And God and said, because they were so holy, God helped them. But the point is, is that they would prepare themselves. Part of Psuki de Zimra, by the way, and I, I must say for many of the ladies here, there's no reason you should not be saying all Psuki de Zimra at this stage of your life. When you have little kids, maybe, but you know, when you're out and about established, it's not just that it's that it should prepare you for Hashem. And if you don't appreciate Psuki de Zimra, then you should learn it and you should get an interlinear sitter and you should go through a Schwab's book. Which on prayer, which is an amazing book, where it explains. I, I, somebody recently, I'm not even a member of Amachai, a member of Baruchai, asked me for an idea about how to pray better. I told them to read this book. They, they're thanking me and thanking me. No, I just gave them a piece of advice. They, it's an amazing book. You want to work on your shmona? Don't just don't say I don't get psukkahs. No, you work on it because really psukkahs is the warm up act for shmona. Actually, now he's at the warm up act in the Ramchal's work. Hashem. The way of God, he actually says on a spiritual level, it has an effect that your Shimon Esri is listened to uh, as well. So and he actually brings that in the way, way of God. If anyone wants, there's a good translation. And it just came out called The Ultimate Plan by Fomal Shebeker. So I would, where he actually cliff notes it. Um, um, secondly, the second and third contemplations uh, is. You gotta think of God's greatness. Think about Again, certain people get their science, certain people get history. If you're into Torah, you can see how Baruch's greatness. But to be in totally in awe, imagine the creator of all of history, all of time, all of matter, what that means. Right, all of the, I mean, the, the, the entire universe. Right? If you would see, if you if people would, would meet an inventor, if, if you know Isaac Newton would come here, Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, a brilliant man. You'd be in all the brain of such a brain, no? Uh, imagine put all everything art, the best artists. You have Michelangelo, and who's also Einstein, and a million times more than that, and who's also controls. Yeah, you know, I mean, keep going, 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 going. I mean, Hashem Baruch Hu is amazing. Should be amazing. Is that a word? Amazing should be amazing. Uh, I, I, you have to think about this. You have to really ponder what it means to what uh, uh, If a person learns Kabbalah, not saying learn Kabbalah, you actually get to see how God interacts with the world, which is also Hafla fellow, also amazing. Of the Oitzar she's pointing. I'll shift us all and look at us. You also want to think about God's greatness. Look how fragile human beings are. How weak people, you know, look at a guy like Paul Allen, a pastor. He's Jewish, right? He's, I'm pretty sure he's Jewish, Paul Allen. I think he was Jewish. You know, I don't know who he was. Co founder. Co founder of Microsoft. He also owned at least two baseball teams. Um, so, Paul Allen, he got on top of the world. In the, one month, he gets sick, and it's all over. Like the same person, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you think you're great. Get one stomach flu. You see anyone get the stomach flu? 
Hey, see someone going into labor, which is a big miracle. And, but, you know, we're fragile people, the same person, epidural, 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 like, you know. Whenever a lady tells me, when she's talking about Shiloh's, she's not getting epidural, I'm like, there's no way that's happening. There's no way that's happening. How What percent doesn't don't get epidural? Ten percent. Those are, and if, and if, and if the labor gets worse, it goes right. And if it's long, so I mean, that's the thing. Any, all of us. That's that's actually a beautiful mitzvah. We're in, in a great thing of life, but we're all fragile. Money can come and go. Health, mental health. People are always a little bit away from sugar. <laughs> like little. You take the wrong. You know, I was actually asking uh, uh, Gold, Dr. Goldwasser when he was here, like the psyche of somebody who was not. Affected by the Holocaust, like not only to survive, but to come out with positive. Like, we we're talking about how a person has positivity. You're able to actually push out negativity, and it's not talking about like a bad day. You're in the Holocaust. I mean, you, you, it's not just you. You're seeing Gehenim, H-E-L-L, every day. You're seeing the worst of humankind, the worst of anything you can. And for years, some of these people, how do you come out normal? Right, and and we're talking how, I mean, but people go through all the time. They'll call you all kinds of, right? We're weak, you know. Even though we can be self-confident and, and lose focus, man, you know, part of the whole thing of Tower Babel that we learned today, a man thinks that they can reach the skies. No, we're man. All of us is not every human being in the world is completely dependent upon Hashem, and we are all flesh and blood, <laughs> and we're all vulnerable mentally. Physically, spiritually, financially, uh, there's nothing, and I mean nothing, which is guaranteed for any of us in this world. So when we come in front of our Kaddish Baruch Hu, who is all powerful, and, and meek me, who am I? What am I? <laughs> and I'm doing a mitzvah. How lucky I am! It's not like, oh, do you know Hashem that I'm doing the mitzvah? You know who I am? Do you know who I am? Kaddish Baruch Hu, I'm giving you some of my time. You know, or I can't have it. Can I come? I'm an emotional person. I'm this uh, person realizes, wow, uh, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm the same person has to have bodily bodily fluids coming out of me. And, 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 and then sometimes I'm insomniac, or sometimes I, I worry, or this. And, oh, I need you, Hashem. Oh, what am I? I'm, and I'm lucky enough to do this. You know, if any of you got called, I don't care which president would ask you, I would like you to do a special mission. You're going to be my representative to speak to the, to, I don't know, the, uh, I don't like what I say, King of England or Prime Minister of England. You're, in the, uh, what? Queen of England. There is no um, I didn't say the current. I'm not, the, there will be a king soon, by the way, right? Next one. Sooner rather than the, 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 will be the king, right? Uh, 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 yes. Will be William or Harry. I'm just joking. I'm not serious. So, uh, uh, no, he's puzzled. He's mollified. He mollified himself. He's, he, they had a psak against him. So, uh, uh, so at the end of the day, I'm seriously, if you would be like, oh, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. I feel, I feel very chashev. Right? I got a very He's giving you time over here. It's not you. We don't realize, by the way, I'm, honestly, we realize how lucky we are to dominate for Hashem. We would never miss it. That's how Tzadikim Davin, Tzadkaniyas is Davin. We would cherish that time. 
we would prepare for it. I think I mentioned this, that I read a book called The Prime Minister, which is actually a pretty good book, by Yehuda Avinar, and he actually, speaking of the Queen of England, he was appointed Israel's ambassador to England. That's right. He was, he, he was accused of career diplomat. He talked, in the book, he, he, he worked for four prime ministers, and that's really what that book called the prime ministers, and his experience with Gold in the Air and Ashkelon and Rabin, and his favorite, which is Begin. But when he pres- presents his credentials to Queen, Victor- Queen Victoria, is that her name? Yes, Elizabeth's mother. Uh, is she the Queen of England now? Victoria, no, she has to live a long life, right? Yes, Make sure. Okay. So when he presented his, cre- his credentials to the Queen, uh, but you know I'm joking half the time. Let's make sure. I, I was hoping so. Okay. <laughs> I realized when I second, you know. Uh, so um, you'll get used to it. You'll try to pick up when it's. Uh, the best is when it's with sports references. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Uh, uh, That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I won't deal with the lock up. Have a lot of company. Uh, <laughs> So, so we present his credentials to the Queen Elizabeth. Um, so he, he said he writes in the book that he before he had to present his credentials as the ambassador, he practiced over and over and over and over and over. What one sentence, two sentences? Gonna say? I think that's not like here's a guy practicing over what he's gonna say to Queen Elizabeth, who really has no power. By the way, she's just accepting. He's all nervous. Imagine we speak to Hashem, who actually could affect our lives profoundly who created us, who sustains us. Like, don't we think we should prepare ahead of time? Shouldn't we come in there mentally prepared? I mean, the privilege, the honor, I'm forgetting the fact that it could change our whole future, literally change our future. It, it will make or break who we are as people in this world, how much blessing we get in this world, how much bracha, if we achieve what we couldn't supposed to achieve. Tefillah is the key, is the key to get the things that we're supposed to get in this world. Uh, but you're you're having opportunities to thank God, to serve God, to praise God. Uh, you know, Melech Malchem Hamlochem. Culture, and so so you should think about how who are we? We're we're, no, we're nothing, and I'm coming in front of Hashem, and we're we're physical, and we have so many. We all know we all have blemishes, and it's certainly many of us have messed up and done things wrong. Call Efsher. You won't be you'll be at all about the medaber the fun of his spark when he speaks to Hashem. Umaz kibeshmo umeshtad lo tzasu Hashem to pray to Hashem. Umaza shekasev amar. So King David says, "If do as Hashem, biyira begilu beralda. Serve Hashem with fear and rejoice before Him with trembling." We will hope pick up next in two weeks after the movie next week on this topic. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you.